0: Welcome to the last episode in July for Let's Talk Club Management. As you know, my name is Kyle Jennings, and I am joined today by a special guest host. My friend Melissa is enjoying some time away in the hot desert climes of Arizona, and thus I have called upon my colleague, Ms. Catherine Lord, to join me on the podcast today, and I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, Catherine. Hi,
1: Kyle. Thanks for having me. Of course. Joy.
0: Of course. Joy. Catherine is a podcast aficionado as well. So it's it's a pleasure to have her join us.
1: It is. Kyle and I are both um, thespians. And so <laughs> anytime we get to perform in any avenue, it's a real treat. So Indeed. thanks this for is having just, me. <laughs> this is just the best way to emote. It is.
2: It is.
0: <laughs> well, as we covered in our last episode we were joined last week by kevin mcdonald and shelly mcdougall two of cmaa's coaches um and they talked with us about designing your future and we are pleased to have them back for round two uh this week and this time they're going to talk to us about being a manager of energy and Catherine got to listen to this interview ahead of time so she's well prepared to discuss with us um but like, are you excited to hear them talk about this? Because like, I just think this is a topic that's so important right now. The idea of managing our energy.
1: It absolutely is, Kyle. And what I love about not only this episode, but last week's with Kevin and Shelly too, is that the information is so profound from an individual level of how to manage your own energy. But when we're working in the club environment, the club is sort of a living breathing thing too. Mm-hmm. So we have to learn how to manage the energy of our staff, of the club environment and then you know it can ripple out into the community. And if we can be centered and grounded and take care of our energy how does that impact I mean truly the world. I uh-huh. really do think it can get it can get that big and and they offer such great insights. On tactical skills, tools that you can use to evaluate what you're doing with your energy and how you can shift it if you want to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one thing that um, came to mind when I was when we were chatting with him was really that phrase, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup, um, which I think probably gets overused but but it's the best metaphor <laughs> it's a good I think. reminder yeah um especially in these you know the, the last couple of years where like the topic of burnout has been so forward in our social consciousness um you know it's like we we pour so much of ourselves into our work into our families into our you know friends communities that sometimes by the end of the day you're just empty you know right. you're beat you're exhausted and it's it's hard to engage um, on the same level, when you're so tired, um, and then things start to feel bad. So
1: well, and we're in the hospitality industry. Yes, and that by nature is where we're trying to fill everyone's cup of tea, uh, literally and figuratively. And figuratively. <laughs> and so, I, for those um, wonderful people in the hospitality and service industry that who are designed to help others. I feel that even if it's overused, uh, the reminder is always valid and warranted because the the community of hospitality folks and here at CMAA give and give and give and exceptionally well. Yes. And to do so, they need to, we need to take care of ourselves.
0: Absolutely. So everyone, please enjoy our conversation with Kevin McDonald and Shelly McDougall on being a manager of energy all right well we're back again with kevin mcdonald and shelly mcdougall our coaches for cmaa and we are going to be continuing our conversation from earlier last time we chatted about shaping our future designing our future and today we'd like to dive into talking about being a manager of energy and i think the idea of managing energy has been a topic you know that's been pretty hotly discussed over the last three years especially you know through this pandemic and I think we've talked a lot about burnout and actually the last time we had you guys on we talked a lot about burnout Um, and it's again it's been at the forefront of people's minds. um, You know, putting so much of our energy into this kind of space, a virtual space, a space where we're trying to connect with people and it's nice and great, but it can be difficult and exhausting by the end of the day. Um, so, I think this this idea of managing energy, how to be a manager of energy, kind of takes a more proactive look at making sure that we're not pouring so much energy into things that take away from us, and maybe how to put energy into things that give back to us. Um, so, Kevin and Shelley, why is it important to be able to manage energy? Kevin, mm. do you want to kick it off?
3: <laughs> sure. Hey. Hey, if you tuned into the last call, Shelley ended the call by saying that if you do this tool, it will give you energy. And, you know, that's the thing is that is that when you have a design and you have a clear direction where you're going, you're, you're, when things you have clarity, you get energized by it. But in, in addition to that, you need energy to do it. You know, it's one thing to make the plan and make the design, but then a lot of people don't make the plan and don't make the design because they know they're not going to have the energy to do it and when the time comes to actually have the rubber meet the road. So, so it's important to um, design energy as much as it is to design the things that you want to do in life. And uh, in our coaching world, uh, Shelly and I take training constantly, and one of the big words in the past year was languishing, that there was this term languishing that people, it's not depression. It's just more um, being off your game. It's being uh, less than a hundred percent. It's getting out of the habits. I just talked to somebody that said, Hey, I always went to the gym, but for two years I didn't go to the gym and, and now I'm going back to the gym and I feel, you know, back to where I used to feel like you just, you get into habits of watching too many Netflix or, or, whatever, or staying up too late, not getting enough sleep. And, and so, this idea of languishing is the, is the diminishing or reduction of energy. So, what Shelly and I would love to talk to you about today is the fact that we're giving you the title manager of energy and whether that's as a leader of people or, you know, and first before leading others, you have to be the manager of energy for you. And when, it's, when that intention is clear that it's something, it's not just, I hope I have it, but it's it's how am I going to create it? How am I going to take care of it and, and manage it? And uh, so uh, that's what we want to talk about today. And Shell, and, um, where would you like to get us started?
2: I think yeah. I would start with the idea that for some of us, we need to reframe this, Kevin in that we we might not see energy as important. We might not see it as possible. In fact, some people that we work with might have the belief that, well, just life just happens and life happens to me. And so every day stuff just happens and I have no control over anything because even if I have a plan, then stuff just happens. And I don't get to execute my plan because I put out fires all day long. And how many times have we heard that? And right now we're here at a lot, of course, from especially from seasonal clubs where, wait a minute, we're short staffed. The members are even more demanding because there's even more there and it's tough and we're doing more than we always. And so how could I manage my energy when I'm just doing all day? In other words, we get we can get caught up into the idea or the feeling that life just happens to us. And I think the reframe needs and gets to happen when we decide, yeah, life does happen. However, I do get to choose. I do get a lot of choice in this. And so things can happen. It's not what happens to us, but rather how we decide to respond to it versus react to it. And I, I think the biggest piece of the foundation in this is the idea that we are managers of energy. And it's important that we look at our energy, our energy levels, Kevin, how do we, um, you and I always talk about three things, how we create energy, how we store it, and then of course, how we expend it. Maybe you wanna expand on that in a minute. But I think it's important, first of all, to look at, we have a choice, a more choice than we might even think we do in terms of of our energy levels, where they are, and of course, how we can influence the energy of others because as leaders we are and we're always impacting the energy of others the question is how so are we you know elevating it helping or do we push it down maybe without even knowing so Ken, that's the first thing i would say is that we do have a choice and to Mm -hmm. be here's our here's our word again kyle aware is that if we can be acutely aware especially throughout our days of where our energy level is where it, it could be You know we might project it where it's going to be later today because of this is what's happening today and how we can then make sure that we are um restoring it we're putting it back in to take care of ourselves and thankfully i guess there's been there's lots of been great things over the past two years that have come out of the of the challenges of pandemic life but we're hearing the word self-care a lot more and you know and how do I take care of myself well one is to manage our energy because we do have a choice and so Kevin that would be the first thing that comes to mind do you want to talk a little bit about that creating storing it expending it idea
3: I would love to and I'm gonna I'm just gonna go back to another word that we used in the previous uh, podcast was intention mm-hmm. is that we had we set intention and we show and I talk about this almost all the time but what is your intention about energy? And you can be an energizer of others or you can suck energy out of people. I mean, you have a choice. And so mm-hmm. if you don't go intentionally decide which, which you're going to be, then, then you could end up being either one. But I think it's so important to have that intention. And when, a quick story, Rose and I were going on, vi- on our uh, vacation for our 40th wedding anniversary and we, as we were pulling out the driveway, I said, I'd like to have an intention that that this week is only joy and happiness like there is nothing that is going to take away from the the love and joy and happiness of this trip so if something happens that doesn't go our way we're not happy about something let's not let's own it let's not let it own us Mm -hmm. and so we agreed to that and we got to the to the hotel and we went for lunch had a great lunch girl named Reagan took care of us and then I went to sign the bill at the bar she was holding a pop gun and there was this explosion and within a moment my blue not light blue golf sweater is covered with uh coca-cola syrup oh no it's on my face it's on my hands it's on the bill that i'm signing and you know it's one of those like it happens you know i mean i wasn't expecting it and those things happen in life and my wife uh, i think reagan was waiting for my reaction she didn't know i mean she was mortified obviously the young woman and my wife was waiting and I and I said to her I said Reagan can I ask you a personal question and she said yes and I said um, have you ever done this to anyone before and she said no and I said so what you're saying to me is I'm special right <laughs> and she said yeah you're special and uh, so uh, I went I said okay well you've made my vacation thank you very much I'm special i went up to my room and I changed it and but in the moment when thing when life happens to you you get to choose if you've made the intention and you know within 2 hours everybody in that hotel knew who rose and i were and we every time <laughs> we were they wanted to do something for us because of the way we reacted to it and it's just it you can suck energy or you can create it yeah and, and, and so
2: Oh, Kevin, Good I'm just going to say, but as managers, we don't realize the impact we're having.
3: Right. Yeah. Right. And so how are we going to deal with the stressful thing when it happens? If the attention's already there, you know, that certainly makes a big difference. Our friend, John Furlong, who ran the Olympic Games, was a manager of energy, brilliant manager of energy. And he really thought during the 17 days of the Games that, his most important thing he could do was go put his hand on the shoulder of one of the 37,500 volunteers and thank them for changing our country and putting on the games. Well, if if the top person takes a moment out of his life to say, you did this, you're accountable. It's because of you. What does that do to energy? And so going to our three things we talk about, we can create energy, we can store energy, And we can expend energy. So, the first part is creation. What do we do to create energy? So, that languishing thing I talked about earlier, Shelley, is when we stay up late and watch two hours more of TV than we used to and we don't get enough sleep, that affects energy. That affects, you know, that affects the energy that we have individually and as leaders. But, the sleep, the, the the diet that we have, the exercise that we do, the people we hang out with, the the books we read, the coaching we get, the the classes we take, the you know, the association and and the people we network with, all those things add to the cup, if you will. If you imagine a a, a container, and every time you add some things to create energy, you're filling up your container. And you know there's days when you go to work and and the moment you get there somebody does something that takes something out of your container but if you go with a full container it's not as dramatic as it is when you walk into work with the empty one and so it's it's incumbent upon us to start to say how do we energize us how do i make sure i'm going to be ready for the people i get the privilege of serving or leading so what are the things for you uh, the kind of music you listen to or whatever it is maybe you watch lord of the rings or something i don't know what people <laughs> do but everybody's got a different thing right
0: i really so appreciate that's... this is a recurring theme
2: i was going to say the little <laughs> yeah,
3: easter gotta,
2: egg the second
3: the second part of this is storage and and shelly and i talk a lot about tolerations in life we tolerate things that suck our energy and we don't even know the cost you know we're we're putting up with a squeaky door or some a piece of equipment that's not working or somebody in the office that's taking energy or somebody on the team that's not buying in and it takes energy we're leaking energy and and we don't even realize it sometimes so we have to shore up those leaks we have to make sure that we we create a a, a place to store our energy where it's efficiently stored so that when we find the important things to expend it on that it's there for us, and it's amazing in our you know showing our leaders of the extraordinary leader program and and just an energized leader who has something for the others. It sounds it sounds ridiculous because we should all have that, but there's a lot of people that don't, and so to to set yourself up energetically and to own the fact that. You know, if you have, in case of John Furlong, 37,500 people volunteering to help you do something, you can get a lot done. But if you have 37,500 energized people, you can create extraordinary. And I think that's really the essence of it is that it's, it's the difference in the results that we're going to get in our clubs, in our families, in our relationships uh is is in a direct uh, correlation to how well we are doing as managers of energy
0: i like that i keep thinking you know throughout throughout everything you were saying kevin i keep coming back to this idea that it's so much of you know being a, a good manager of energy is is knowing how to set your own boundaries mm-hmm. um, and i think when you think about Things that take energy away from you, things or people or or, or whatever it might be. Um, and I think this also goes back to what we talked about before about awareness is that self-awareness of like, what do I recognize in my own life is, is leeching energy from me? What is like, what am I putting myself into that is just not giving it back to me? And where can I set those boundaries where I just say, you know what? No, that's not for me good for you, not for me. I'm going to step away. I just don't have either the bandwidth for that right now, or it's just, it's not going to serve me to participate in that thing or to continue to engage with that person or whatever it might be. Um, But recognizing those places in your life where you can set that boundary and, and kind of preserve yourself a little bit more so that, you know, tomorrow when you show up, you can you can be better and be more full of energy to give to others and and just be better prepared to kind of face the day. I don't know. I think I think that might be something else that people have learned or or picked up over the last couple of years, especially, um, you know, Shelly, you were talking about self-care. I think so much of this is all kind of tied together. It's It's mm-hmm. how we're understanding ourselves and the way in which we're situated. Um, in the larger world and, and how interpersonally we relate to each other and what we get from those interactions and what we what we don't get from those interactions. And uh, exactly. I think boundary setting can be a form of self-care because you can really kind of protect yourself from things that really can take away from you.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Kyle. Very well said. Because the third thing is how we expend it. And just being alive, we expend energy. So we better be aware of all of the other ways that we expend it, that it gets taken. And we don't, sometimes we don't even know it, do we? We might choose to be around a person or people that we don't realize what they're doing to us. Don't we? Don't realize they're sucking our energy, like they're sucking the life out of us sometimes. Or we think we just have to be, you know, have to stay in that place. So on our last um, conversation, Kevin mentioned this idea of environments and mm-hmm. they're so crucial in terms of energy because understanding what what gives you energy and what takes your energy away in terms of your environments are so key. So Kyle, setting boundaries is a is a skill that we talk about all the time in coaching because people don't realize they have the ability Um, or can make that choice to do that they don't know that they get to say no and i don't mean no never sometimes it's no i'm not able to do that right now here's when i could do it so it's not no never it's just no when and or here's what i can do and here's what i'm not able to do Um, but boundaries around our time and our energy are just so so crucial so environments like you said people Uh, Certainly places, think about just a simple physical environment where you work. Does it add energy and help you or does it take your energy away? Is your desk covered in papers and stuff? Um, I'll never forget this Kevin Kevin and I many years ago went into, first of all, we have a friend of ours who's a club manager and we go into his office and it was immaculate. I mean, nothing on the desk. It was pristine. I mean, you go in there and you go, wow right uh, it was amazing it was like energizing because you could have a conversation there wasn't many distractions and then we also i think it was that same year went to another visit another club manager kevin's laughing right now we walked in the office there there is stacks the entire floor is stacks and stacks of paper and stuff and junk you couldn't see the floor you couldn't see the desk you couldn't it was just in a one complete distraction but that's how powerful um, our physical environment is. So you can start with just things like that. Do they, does your physical environment give you energy or does it take it away? And then you could get deeper into some of the other environments. But so important, right, Kevin, to look at how are we expending it? Because sometimes, uh, as you said, Kyle, it's being drained right out of us, maybe without us even knowing it.
0: Yeah, and I think too, um, you know, thinking about how you expend it, is is where you're expending it might not be a situation where it's being drained out of you but you might be giving so much of your energy to someone or something that's not being reciprocated and after a while that can also be feel Mm -hmm. really draining and you don't realize that until you know several steps down the road and you're like dang I've been putting so much of my time and effort and care into this one thing and it's it is not giving back to me like I thought it was going to. Man, this is rough. <laughs> this
2: is not working. Yeah. Go ahead, Kevin.
3: Well, I love what you said when you were talking about boundaries. It made me think that I think in our, I think we have a bit of a, a pitfall in our industry that we all come from a place of uh, of being in service. I mean, we, yeah. we, we value service, we honor service, we are passionate about service, and so, sometimes, setting boundaries may seem uh, in opposition to being in service. And so, we, we may be hesitant to take care of ourselves or to put up the boundary in, in, because it, it, it diminishes that feeling that we are in service. But the, the, the reality that happens is, is that when we have nothing left, you know, we still are in service and we can do it but we're not going to do it brilliantly when we don't have the energy. You know, we can we can go through the motions and we can actually look quite inadequate and and quite un uninspiring, uh, you know, uninspired when we're doing it cuz we're exhausted. And so it's a bit of a pitfall that uh if we don't set some boundaries so we can be at our best, then we can get used to being adequate. And I think that hurts us in so many ways. Yeah.
0: yeah not just us but those around us right like right. especially if you're a leader in your job and you're not showing up as your best self or or whatever and you're just you're like you said kevin you're just adequate like what does that reflect to others around you that yeah. like what are they learning from that what are they taking from that um yeah yeah there's so much there <laughs> we could
3: probably I really be awesome. be there. <laughs> it's okay for me to be adequate but you better be good
2: i'll try really hard Well, Kyle, that just leads me to the thought about needs, too. And I won't say much about it, but Kevin and I often talk about it. When you don't get what you need, one of the things might be energy, like you know, energy. When you don't get what you need to be at your best, we get some of us can be pretty ugly, right? And it's tough to we're tough to be around. And all we need to do sometimes is set some boundaries and ask for help, etc. So, we're in the we're in the stage of. It's okay. It, not only is it okay to ask for help, it is necessary to ask for help. So it's a little bit kind of it's, it's a little bit contradictory to what we believe in this industry, but Kevin and I heard to say, um, many of us have lived out what happens when we don't right ask for help. So we strongly suggest it. <laughs>
0: Well, actually, that is a perfect segue. And, you know, we're we're getting ready to wrap up this this conversation, but that's a perfect segue into, you know, just another reminder of how can how can you two as resources as coaches be in service to people who, you know, again, might need help and aren't sure how to ask and and, and what can you do for them? How can you help them?
3: Well, what, what CMA has done for them, what you have done for them, is set it up so that they have resources and Shelley and I are, are, are represent one of those resources, which is the coaching aspect of CMA. There is a coaching program. There is a, what we have is we have uh, a website, on the website, there's an area you can go to learn about coaching. We have articles that will help you with some coaching concepts. We coach at conference, we coach uh, at uh, various clubs and and organizations and chapters, but we also uh, are available to you throughout the year. Uh, and you have one to three coaching sessions with us if you're in if you're interested, excited about taking your game to a different level, and to access those, you can just go to the website and and contact us for a coaching uh, session or you can call us on our on the toll free number that cma has set up is which is one 822 3481
0: that's 866-822-3481 beautiful well thank you both so 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 much as always um it's such a pleasure to get to speak with you both i want to just tell you that um you've filled up my cup today i feel very energized by this conversation um you know i enjoy spending time with you both and learning from you both and uh joking and laughing and smiling um and so that's always wonderful but it, it makes my day a lot brighter um for our listeners we will be sure to share that contact information for our coaches um in our show notes but as kevin said if you just head over to cma's website we have a whole section on coaching and you can find pretty much anything you need there but uh, we highly encourage you to reach out to Kevin or Shelley at any time if you if you need to connect, you need a little help, a little direction, or you know just want to bounce bounce some future thoughts off of somebody. Uh, these are wonderful humans who are here to help. So thank you again, both of you, for joining us, and we look forward to the next time you can come on the podcast.
3: Yay! We're sort of in the energy business. Yeah. True. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go watch that Lord of the Rings. What is it, half an hour, an hour? How yeah, Natalie.
0: <laughs> basically done with it
2: already.
3: Okay, so I of <laughs> know the story.
2: I love it. Well, thank you. What a privilege and what a pleasure.
0: All right. Well, like we said, that was a great conversation. I mean, I, this is some, this is a topic that I swear I could probably talk about all day for several hours. And right? I know that's
1: true for you too, Catherine. Oh, for sure. We can do a separate podcast. If anyone yes. wants to join us uh, speaking about that, you just you shoot us an email. Maybe we'll we talk.
0: need to talk to Kevin and Shelly and the four of us can do like a some sort of presentation at conference about like just this topic. We'll do oh, like a round talk. table or something. Love yeah. it. I love it. It'd be I really idea. entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what well, I mean, like, Obviously, we kind of touched on some of the big takeaways before we kicked off the episode, but um, like I just think, you know, there's there's so many ways for us to apply the tools and tactics that both Kevin and Shelley bring up in our day to day lives, and and not just in the workplace, but also in our personal lives. I think so much of what we do every day, like you said before, Catherine, is in, involves just like. Giving, giving to other people, helping make sure other people's experiences are what you know we want them to be, um, and that can be really exhausting and tough. And I think that conversation around knowing how to set good boundaries. Um, is so crucial. And that's something that I, you know, personally, I know I work on all the time um, and I'm really terrible at it, (laughs) admittedly.
1: (laughs) I think think a lot of people are. I think that's why Kevin and Kelly are so successful. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They have job security talking about that. Correct,
0: because we're all terrible at setting boundaries. But just that idea of being able to say, you know, no, that's not right for me right now. Um, I, I always feel like it's mind blowing when I'm like scrolling on Instagram and I read some like tweet or meme from some, you know, career thought leadership person that's like, well, today I sent an email that said, no, I don't really have time for that right now. And I was just like, but that sounds so mean. <laughs> what it's of all so the? Not. It's
1: not. It's not mean. We reference Brene Brown all the time, but she always says clear is kind. Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, that if you're clear about it, it's it's kind because of so many reasons. I sidebar. Uh, this is a little therapy, so just hang hang tight with me. Therapy here. hat. But therapy hat. A therapist of mine once told me a boundary allows me to love you and love me at the same time. (sighs) Okay. Right. (laughs) Um, And so I know we're talking about the professional sense. And so we're throwing the the word around love, which, you know, is a great word, but I feel like you can move that into whatever context professionally or personally that you need to do. So the boundary, let's say in a work setting allows me to care for me and be productive and for you to be productive. Yep. So just I think we get into the mindset of saying no is hurting someone else's productivity, but what's actually more hurtful is if you say yes and then you can't actually deliver.
0: 100%, 100%. I think we're probably all familiar with that feeling, right? Where you've said yes to something and once you've said yes, you realize, "Oh no, that was a mistake. I am either overcommitted or too tired and I just can't give enough of myself to make this job, the best that it can be, or whatever the project is, whatever the commitment is, like, you just already know, I'm either going to destroy myself in the process of making sure, which is what I do, um, (laughs) high perfectionist (laughs) problems, um, you know, where I just end up beating myself up to make sure that all parties involved are pleased, or the opposite happens, and you you just can't. fulfilled the promise. And that's a crappy place to be. No, it feels bad for everyone. Like no one wants that. So it's good to recognize. I think a lot of this comes to self-awareness too, right? Recognize those pieces of yourself that are just like, you know what? No, I just don't have the capacity for that right now. And I think the same goes for recognizing when people or other situations drain your energy in other ways. Um, And that can be family that can be work related. It can be all sorts of things, but you know, we all, we all have those things and people in our lives that you just, you walk away from an interaction and you're like,
1: that was a lot. And I I don't don't feel good after that. (laughs) I also feel like we have to look at energy coming, you know, we talk about like interpersonal energy, but I have the story that I heard yesterday on a CSFA webinar um, that was put on by Jim Franklin, who's the wellness director at Desert Mountain out in mm-hmm. Arizona. And we were talking about setting up fitness centers, but he provided this example from a previous place where he worked, where we were talking about mounted TVs in the gym. Mm-hmm. And that there's this is always contentious because who wants what channel on, on. what, and especially <laughs> when we're talking about news. So you can imagine It's a contentious conversation scenario. And so what the club decided was we're not showing news. We're like going with HGTV, the financial channel. Right. Safe, safe things, you know, kind of like more neutral. And and in the beginning, when they changed this, there, of course, were some folks who were not pleased that they could no, no longer watch the news. But then later members came back and said, I didn't realize How much negative energy having the news on in the gym was causing, it's such a more peaceful environment now. And it was sort of this aha moment. Even the people who were mad about it then recognized, oh, I actually have a better workout. I enjoy this space more if the news isn't on. Wild. So, wild. Wild. (laughs) So, we can be aware of the energy that is around us in lots of different ways. Yeah, totally. Totally. So,
0: Like we said, this is something that we could talk about forever and ever. Amen. Um, And I think it's truly an evergreen topic of conversation. I mean, obviously right now, very top of mind, um, but something that is not going to go away because this is something we can always be perpetually working on um, and how we can be better managers of energy. So Catherine, one of the reasons I invited you to join me as a guest host this week was because you have some things to share about your area of expertise, which is the Club Spa and Fitness Association. You have some exciting things coming up, including your annual conference in September. So why don't you give our listeners just a little brief rundown of what's
1: going on with CSFA? I would love to. Thank you so much. Of course. So, for those of you who are unfamiliar, CSFA is the Club Spa and Fitness Association. We are an official subsidiary of CMAA, and we support all of the club professionals who are interested in wellness, from fitness to spa to anything else you can think of, um, and integrating those wellness activities into your club space. And it's, it's so great to be able to talk about CSFA and the upcoming conference following these last two episodes uh, with Kevin and Shelly because there's so much talking about wellness. Um, in last week's episode, Shelly and Kevin were talking about happiness, health, and wealth. And that's just a teaser. If you didn't listen, you'll have to go back and hear what they have to say. But in in their context, they're talking about an individual, you know, paving the path to find happiness, health, and wealth in the various ways that they themselves uh, sort of define those things. But I really think that clubs can be a space that support all three of these things on behalf of their members. So clubs provide a venue for social gathering, of course a place where people can exercise their bodies and minds, and a place where members are connecting with one another for advancement of their career or philanthropic pursuits. And really wellness is at the center of all of this and of course if we have healthy minds healthy hearts and and you know healthy bodies Mm -hmm. what a gift we can be to our families our club community the community at large and most importantly to ourselves so that is all to say we are having this conference september 21st at the beautiful gray oaks country club Uh, and the conference is titled "Riding the Wave of Wellness." So, in the last two years, of course, we've seen the swell of wellness-related activities and clubs. It's growing. I don't think it's going anywhere. So, nope. <laughs> get your surfboard, come ride the wave with us, <laughs> and uh, and and learn more about wellness beyond the siloed fitness and spa, but really how wellness is an overarching idea. And energy uh, that you can really integrate into your club on behalf of your staff and your members. At the conference, we are offering three keynote presentations. The future of well care, that is versus sick care, club crisis and culture management, and wellness programming. We've got an incredible lineup of speakers from all over the country, including some of our incredible CSFA members, and of course, our networking, aka Let's Party, events, and to top it off, we're in the beautiful Graves Country Club in Naples. So down to the details, September 21st and 22nd, Naples, Florida, CSFA and CMAA members have a discounted registration uh, rate, and you can go to CSF association.com or cmaa's website and calendar to get the link to register
0: yeah awesome thank you for sharing that Catherine. i think it's so important uh really to one i mean obviously socialize the work that csfa is doing and the education that you all are offering um, and just the importance of the idea of holistic wellness i think um the, the word holistic, I think has certain connotations, but in the true definition of the word, it, it you know, that it, it's like you said, it's an overarching philosophy of wellness. Isn't just going on, working out in the gym or no. going to the spa and getting a massage. Um, it's truly interdisciplinary, right? Yes. It's, it it yes. fits in all aspects of the club from the experience. When you walk in the doors, it's a relaxing, safe place for you to feel like that weight, is lifted off of your shoulders? Do you have opportunities to connect with people and have engaging and meaningful and, and cup-filling conversations and interactions? Yeah. Um, you know, is the food that you're enjoying healthy and, you know, fueling you for the rest of your day? You know, all of these areas of the club really kind of fill this wellness um, space. So I'm, I'm excited to see, hopefully, a lot of our CMAA members and and encourage rather also our CMAA members to um, maybe talk to their fitness directors yes. or folks at their own clubs who may not really be involved with CSFA yet um, to to participate in something like this. It's going to be awesome,
1: and it's in Florida. So like, and it's in Florida. And all you CMAAers who are interested in credits, you can get six of them. There you go. And a ten. So I know that's <laughs> what you're after. And for all of the naysayers who say my club doesn't offer wellness, if you offer water at your club, you offer wellness. So (laughs) I'm pretty sure all of our clubs offer water. Because if exactly. you're not, I have many questions. Exactly. We need to have another conversation. <laughs> Namely, what
0: are you doing? <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps us up for the month of July. It's hard to believe that we're already through July. I mean, I don't really know what's happened to the summer. Maybe it's because it's so hot and my brain is melting. But everything's I, melting. Everything's yeah. melting. But I hope um,
1: everyone's having fun. I mean, this yeah. is flies, but it's because we're having fun. Right. Yeah. Or melting. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> or both.
0: Let's, get in a pool. Yeah. Get in a pool. Um, Catherine, thank you again for joining me this week. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you. It is always a pleasure to
1: join you. Yay.
0: And until next time, I'm Kyle. That's Catherine. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Club Management. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Nice, Let's Talk Club Management podcast is a podcast of the Club Management Association of America. Since 1927, CMAA has been the largest professional association for managers of membership clubs throughout the U.S. and internationally. The objectives of the association are to promote relationships between club management professionals and other similar professions, to encourage the education and advancement of members, and to provide the resources needed for efficient and successful club operations. Under the covenants of professionalism, education, leadership, and community, CMAA continues to extend its reach as the leader in the club management practice. CMAA is headquartered in Alexandria, Virginia, with more than 40 professional chapters and more than 40 student chapters in colonies. Please learn more at www.cmaa.com dot org.